The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, continuing to serve their customers and support the economy in uncertain times. To find out more about how you can count on ComBank, visit combank.com.au forward slash coronavirus. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 7th of April. In your Squiz today, Australia will provide aid to the Pacific Islands to help with the coronavirus outbreak. Category 5 cyclone lands in Vanuatu. Scams are on the rise and an eccentric life. This is your Squiz today. As yet, there is no major outbreak of the coronavirus in any of the Pacific Island nations. The relative isolation of some and quick shutting down of borders has helped to slow the spread. But with weak health systems and high rates of diabetes and obesity, the consequences for Pacific Island nations like Fiji, Samoa, Papua New Guinea and many more would be catastrophic. It's been announced, Claire, that Australia will start sending urgent supplies to the region. We've already done a little bit to start bolstering their systems, but the government has said that it'll start looking at the establishment of what they're calling a humanitarian corridor, and that would keep medical and food supplies flowing uh, between Australia, but also New Zealand into those Pacific Island nations, despite the travel restrictions and all the other things that are in place uh, to help these countries put the coronavirus crisis at bay. While it's the neighbourly thing to do, of course, security analysts say it's also quite strategic assistance, Claire. Yeah, Scott Morrison has mentioned a few times that uh, our role in the region, along with New Zealand, is to do whatever we can to support our Pacific family. But of course, there's the issue of China. And there's been in recent years, a lot of talk about China seeking to expand its influence into our region by getting very close and snugly with the Pacific Island nations. There's speculation that they're using this crisis to get even closer to them and sending medical supplies and aid uh, to some of those nations. It's a bit of a tough time up there at the moment. Category 5 Cyclone Harold has made landfall in Vanuatu. Made landfall and by all reports uh, struck quite a heavy blow there. We'll know a bit more today about the extent of the damage, but wind speeds reaching 230 kilometres an hour have levelled homes and other buildings, having already gone through the Pacific region, particularly causing some trouble in the Solomons where 27 people were swept off a ferry on Friday night. Some of those bodies have been recovered but many remain missing. Taking a quick look internationally now, in the UK, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is now in an intensive care unit in hospital as he battles COVID-19. He's asked Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab to cover for him where necessary. In Japan, they've declared a state of emergency which will give local governments powers to request people to stay home as they try to contain the spread. And in the United States, the death toll has now passed 10,000. Back home now and we'll finish off the latest updates regarding COVID-19. Health officials have released the recovery statistics, Claire. They haven't done that for a little bit of time. They say because they've been so focused on uh, contact tracing and other things to do with live cases to come back and actually report on the number of people who have recovered. So far in Australia, more than a third of cases uh, have recovered from the virus and officials say that it's important to point to people that most people have a mild case of the disease and that the vast majority will recover in good health. 
Education ministers are starting to look at how the school year will unfold, especially for Year 12 students. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews has floated the idea of extending exams into next year. There'll be more to come on that one as they meet today. And in finance, Claire, the ASX finished up 4.3% yesterday. Feeling a bit more chipper was the market. That's because of the data that is out about how we're going with the rise in the number of cases and flattening the curve. Uh, We'll see how that goes today and whether we get another rise and whether that's sustained or whether things are still going to be volatile for a while. Claire, we're also putting out our latest Squiz Shortcuts episode this morning. It's on infectious diseases. We take a look at some epidemics and pandemics of the past. Yeah, we just went through a bit of history to put this in context and also talk about how these big infectious diseases have changed uh, communities and societies in the past. I'll put a link to that in your episode notes, but you can also find it in your podcasting app under Squiz Shortcuts. Over to other news now, and a court has found former New South Wales police detective Gary Jubilin guilty of making illegal phone recordings during his investigation into the disappearance of William Tyrrell. Take us through this one, Claire. Jubilin was accused of illegally using his phone to secretly record conversations with a suspect, a guy named Paul Savage, uh, between 2017 and 18. And in handing down that verdict, the magistrate said that Jubilin had pursued Savage at all costs. Uh, Outside court, Jubilin said that, look, he'd put plenty of people before the courts in the past as one of the state's top investigators and that he was disappointed with the ruling, but he had to respect it. Uh, It was interesting to see, too, the foster parents of William Tyrrell praise the efforts of Jubilin, saying that he was really committed to finding uh, who had taken little William. He'll be sentenced on Wednesday. He faces up to a maximum of five years in jail. And Claire, authorities are warning that SMS and email scams are on the rise as dodgy people try to take advantage of the confusion caused by the coronavirus. If you're anything like me, you've had a bunch of text messages in the last few weeks with all sorts of information and requests on them. Some of them are clearly official, uh, with the federal government pumping out some messages about coronavirus, but others look a little bit sketchy. The advice is don't click on any of the links that are in those text messages and also don't reply with any personal information. If it's an official message, they won't ask you to send back that sort of information over text message. That's some good advice. There's more on that story in the Squiz Today email. And now before we head off, Alexander Thine, the Marquess of Bath, has passed away from COVID-19. If you've got an interest in the eccentric, then his life is a pretty interesting one, Claire. Interesting and weird and weird. debauched <laughs> and all sorts of shades of very unusual. One of my favourite lines out of the obituary was that he had spent years holed up uh, at his estate and writing his memoirs. He had planned to release them in 19 volumes. He'd written something like six million words, uh, which would have been fairly terrifying for any publisher that had done a deal with him, I'd imagine. Mm, That's a lot of proofreading. If you want to read more about the Marquis of Bath and his life in less than six million words, head to the Squiz Today email. Claire, what's the subject line today? The subject line, I've gone for a lyric from a Pink song, uh, and that is, so what, I'm still a rock star. Uh, That goes to Marinda Carafay. She is an Australian triathlete. Um, She was racing in a virtual, um, looks like an Ironman, so big distances uh, from her home in Colorado when her 
husband, who's an athlete as well, came in to give us some encouragement and tripped on the cord on her bike and unplugged her, which meant that she (laughs) had to drop out of the race. So the quote from her is, what an idiot. Uh, And that is quite mild. I don't know if I could be that mild. She did note that he has a race a bit later in the week and she wasn't planning on unplugging him, which I think is very gracious of her. That is some excellent waffly forbearance right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's all from us. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the Squiz Today podcast, we'd love it if you could leave us a review. And a reminder to parents and teachers who are exploring home learning right now, our news podcast for 8 to 12-year-olds, Squiz Kids, is a great way to start the day for curious minds. You can find that in your podcast apps or also at squizkids.com.au. Have a good day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au.